Hi, friends. Welcome to the Call to Lead podcast. You guys are in for a big treat today as I am going to be doing another throwback interview episode with a fabulous friend and amazing and inspiring top leader at Rodan and Fields. Her name is Jody Watkins, and y'all are just going to fall in love with her. That's all I have to say. She is a top leader over there. She actually just spoke at her company's convention from stage, and her story is just so inspiring. I had such a great time listening to this back over again, and I think you'll be really inspired by how she was able to take her humble goals at the very beginning of just being able to give back to her church to now being able to allow her husband to start his dream job and start multiple nonprofits to serve the ministries of their heart. So I can't wait for you to hear all the things from Jody. And again, if you haven't checked out my previous podcast, the Stories of Light podcast, this is a way for me to share those powerful stories like Jody's right here with you on this podcast. So I can't wait to dive into today's throwback episode from Stories of Light. Are you dreaming of making a long-term income and impact beyond your own efforts, but feel like you're struggling to replicate your results? I'm Heather, a former burned-out boutique owner turned top network marketing leader, and I've learned the hard way that you don't have to do all the things all on your own. Now, my passion is helping social sellers scale their business by choosing faith over fear and using simple, duplicatable systems without having to sell your soul to social media. I'm so excited to share with you simple tips, tricks, and tools to help you take your business to the next level. In each episode, I'll share faith-focused wisdom, proven systems that your team can duplicate, and inspiring stories from other leaders who have been right where you are today. Are you ready to grow your team, find joy and fulfillment, and feel free? Break out your favorite pen and notebook, and let's dive in. Hi, friends. Y'all, I am so dang excited to introduce you guys to Jody Watkins, our guest today. She and I actually connected through this podcast, actually. She was a listener, and I'll let her tell the story in just a second to, of how she found me. But you guys, she's a really huge deal. She's a top leader over at Rodan and Fields. She leads a team of over 20,000, and together they do volume of millions every single month. And she's also a mana to four, two of them her own biological, two of them adopted. I wait for you to learn a little bit more about them. But Jody, I'm just so thankful for you to take the time to share a little bit of your heart and story to support him with us. Are you kidding? I am so honored to be here. It's so amazing. It's a God thing. It's a total God thing how I even found you. And so I, can I share that? Is that good? Yes. Oh my gosh, please do. I just can't get over this story. Before we get started, I just have to share. I was headed to a retreat with some of my leaders and across my little dashboard came an email from Bob Hiley and it was his latest podcast. And honestly, up until that time, I had never even done any kind of training under him. So even just getting an email from him, I was like, well, that's kind of interesting because I didn't know how he got my email address, but I'm sure I signed up for something. Sure, it wasn't its fault. And so it was him interviewing you. And I listened to that podcast that day and just could feel God and his love. I loved your heart. I loved his heart and was just so blown away by what you were doing. So I actually went and you hadn't even released your first podcast. <laughs> I think. So then I just kept watching for it and watching for it. 
and you released it and you interviewed Bob, which was just also just a sweet time for me to hear his heart, which really aligned very much with my heart of love, serve, grow, of just serving other people, not trying to get something, but trying to give something. But from then on, you had me hooked and I thought, (laughs) this is an amazing, I loved your podcast. I loved what it shared, what it stood for. And so I do always try to share it. I haven't shared about your grandma yet. yet. Like, oh my gosh. I've listened to that one. Oh my gosh, Heather, no wonder you are an overachiever because she has a crew books, businesses. I mean, she just, and then went through after she lost her husband. It was moving and what a treasure to have her voice for you to pass on to your own family for generations. Oh my gosh. It means the world to me so much, Jody, for you to number one, listen and listen to all of them. I know my grandmother's not in network marketing, <laughs> but at the same time, she has impacted, there's no telling how many people she has impacted through all that she's done. But one of the things that warms my heart the most is the way that you've shared this with your team, which we'll get in more of the business, but just the fact that you've sent messages of how you've shared it with some of the ladies on your team who have been impacted and inspired by the story shared. So that just means the world to me. You have no idea. Wow. It is so good. I mean, I will continue to share because people need to be listening. Oh, oh my gosh. Yay. Oh, I love that. Well, let's get to know you a little bit more because I am learning all kinds of things about you. Kind of for the first time, we connected, of course, on Instagram and then going back and forth and finally your cell phone buddies. But at the same time, I can't wait to learn some things that I've never learned about you you know, live right here on this podcast. So tell us a little bit more about the backstory. Tell us about growing up, where you're from, all the things. All right. So I grew up in Houston, went to First Baptist Church of Houston School from sixth grade to 12th grade and just loved it. Loved living there in Houston and grew up. My parents were divorced when I was one. And so my mom remarried when I was three. So, I mean, I had an amazing family, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I thought that everybody had two dads and they went and visited one of them. <laughs> <laughs> understand my whole dynamic. I mean, I just thought it was normal. It was felt very loved, never felt lost or anything. So very thankful. I had a great, great family. Well, that's awesome. And it has to be super encouraging to anyone who has either divorced themselves or I'm also a child of divorce myself. And so I know that it can impact in a lot of ways. But what a beautiful story that, even something hard or something not great, the Lord can obviously use for our good. So I love that that you have kind of shared that. So it sounds like you grew up in the church and in kind of a Christian school environment. How did you come to know the Lord or when did you give your life to Christ? All right, so I was at a church camp. I was 11 years old, always went to church. And so when church camp came around, parents sent me off to church camp. And the guy was talking about, it was a very elementary, okay. The guy was talking about, that you have a little guy sitting on your shoulder that tells you to do bad things. And then you have a little guy on your shoulder telling you to do good things. And just shared with us that if you will believe in God, trust in him, if you believe that God raised him from the dead, that you will be saved from yourself and saved from you making bad decisions. And I just heard it and I was like, I absolutely, I want to make good decisions. <laughs> and so I jumped up and walked down I never even looked around to see if somebody else was coming or if I needed to, which is just kind of how I've lived my life is just always doing whatever I felt like was on my heart to do and became a Christian then went home and told my mom and she was so excited. And I mean, I never even felt that pressure to do that. So I was kind of nervous even to share it with us. And she was like, oh, that's amazing. 
And then just from then on, definitely always was aware of God, that he was in my life, just always saw different ways that he was present. So kind of a silly little story, but we do have this good and bad guys talking to us all the time. Oh my gosh, we were just talking about that. Oh my gosh, yes, all the time, right? And it's so easy not to skip ahead, but we were talking about that, that in business and life in general, the Lord is right there, especially when we're given that gift to the Holy Spirit. Like he's right there telling us exactly what to do. And we just need to do it and get over any fear and negative thoughts that are in our mind to just trust him to know that he's got a plan that's more often than not way better than anything that we can imagine. Yeah. And even when it's not. And oh my gosh. Yes. But yeah, it's faithful. Every time he's faithful to work it for his glory. Even the scripture that says God works all things to his good. And my pastor said one time, all things aren't good. Right. And all things aren't good, but he can work everything for his good. And that's the truth. Yeah. Romans 8, 28. It's my life verse. And I don't think I've ever said that on this podcast. I guess, I don't know if I have or not, but it's my very favorite verse in the entire Bible. And it's such a great example. Like you said, that not everything is going to be good in our lives, but he will work it all for good. And I know that you've experienced that through your family a little bit too, right? So tell us about your being a mama and when you got married and a little bit more about that side of your life. And well, I have two biological and two adopted kiddos. I was married before. So not only did I come from a divorce family, but I was divorced. My ex-husband decided he didn't want to be married anymore. And then I swore off men. <laughs> I was like, I can do this by myself. But at the time I had a five-year-old and met my husband who now I'm with, who is just an amazing man of God and listens to the voice of God. He sees visions for what God wants us to do and just an amazing guy. So we had a child together in when she was born, we knew something wasn't quite, well, actually it was perfectly right. It's exactly how God made her. But she had Williams syndrome, which is similar to Down syndrome. She had a chromosomal abnormality. So we have her. She's almost 16 this next week. And then we adopted two. My husband, he's the sweetest thing. He rolled over in bed one time and he said, hey, I love Elijah, which is my oldest. I love Elijah just as much as I love Andy, which is the one that we had together. And he said, so I could totally adopt and love them all. And I know it was the biggest, I was like, what in the world? And so we adopted two more after Andy. Awesome. And they're really close in age, right? Did you do it around the same time or was it? Oh, goodness. No. So we adopted Chesney. That's our 12-year-old and a cute little thing. But we got a call for him through social services. So... He called us and I wanted a child between two and four. Like, <laughs> I didn't want to get up in the middle of the night. But God had different plans and they called and Chesney was born and his mom was sick. And so she could not take him. And so I got this call. So we went out there and I mean, just the cutest little thing and fell in love with him. And a year and a half later, our phone rings. All of our family is loaded up in the car to go to the beach. My phone rings. Jonathan, my husband answers it and he hangs up the phone and he says, we just had a little girl. And I was like, no, no, what? No, no, no. And I should tell you, Heather, I am 10 years older than Jonathan. So I am oh my like, gosh. I did not just have a little girl and I like sleeping through the night. I just got this with And he said, no, honey. He said, Chesney's little sister was just born and we cannot leave her at the hospital. And I oh, said, you yes. And I said, Jonathan, we've got to pray. I knew that I would need paperwork before they would even let me hold her having gone through it with Chesney. So I said, we need to just pray and know that we were ordained to be 
her parents because we knew that God ordained us to be Chesney's parents. And so we drove two and a half hours to the beach. And by the time we got there, I was like, okay, I mean, I think this would be the best thing for both of them to have each other. And they are just the best of friends. And they look the same size. So everybody thinks they're twins and all that kind of stuff, but they're not. He's a year and a half older than she is. And then I just, I mean, we're firm believers that God chose us to be their parents before they were ever born. And since they've been little, I've always told them, hey, Sadie, if I give Chesney a gift for you and he carries it across the house and hands it to you, is that your gift or Chesney's gift? And she'll say, oh no, it's my gift. And I said, that's exactly what God did with their birth mom is that she carried it, but they were always my gift and our gift. Anyway, so that's our crazy little we won't go to adopt and kiddos yet. They are amazing and so much fun. So much fun. So thankful. Although they want to adopt more. And again, I'm not a podcast because God will be like, jokes on you. Yeah, right. Well, your husband did say Jonathan said, well, just adopt all the kids. And the Lord's like, okay. <laughs> well, it's funny because that is, well, goodness, here I go talking on a podcast, but the Lord does call us at James, it's one of my favorite books in the Bible. And it, you know, we are called to care for widows and orphans. And I think there's a lot of ways to do that. I think it doesn't always have to look like foster and adopting, but the fact that he's called you and equipped you to do it multiple times. I mean, that's just what an amazing testimony. And I know that's a perfect example of, I'm sure life is not always easy. <laughs> Raising four kiddos, big range of ages in middle school. You know, I'm all in the middle school mama stuff. <laughs> Trying to find themselves. I'm like, hurry up and find yourself. <laughs> now, tell me about your work life. Because I know that before your company, which you've been with RNF for eight years, you said. And I definitely want to hear more about that story. But have you been a stay-at-home mama before that? Or did you have corporate life? What was that? No, no, I was a registered nurse. So oh, is, yeah, a post-surgical cardiac nurse and actually was training to be a forensic nurse, a sexual assault nurse when I found drug sales or rhodium fuel. So I did that. And then Jonathan was a police officer. So like we were both in those public service jobs and I loved it. I never thought even after I started doing well in Red Inn Fields, I was like, well, I'll just do, when you're a sexual assault nurse, you come in, you get on call for the weekend. That's back when we had those little pager things. <laughs> I thought, I'll just do that. I'll just work one weekend a month and be on call and never give up nursing. But I had different plans and I did love it. And then I really, when I started being successful, never thought that I would not be nursing. I never thought that it would even replace that income. But did immediately think, gosh, if I could get Jonathan out of his job, because that was a very stressful job. And he had graduated from Clemson University and had gone up there and right outside of Washington, D.C. and had been 13 years in the police department. So that was our little crazy life. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Well, and we were talking about this a little bit before, and I can't wait for you to share that RNF, you joined seven years after they started, right? So seven years into their amazing journey for being the top skincare company in the United States, which is pretty insane. But that was seven years in. And so I think a lot of people think like, oh, you have to be in in the beginning to have success. And that has not been the case for you. So how did you find RNF? And what did that look like for you? I know that you've said that it was 100% from the Lord. It's walk us through how you found it. Okay, so it really started, I joined Rodana Fields in April of 2013, but it really started about four months earlier my husband and I were going to a leadership meeting with our church 
and they were going to do build a building. And so they had asked all the leaders, there's about 150 of us, they had asked all of us to pray about giving toward that over the next two years. And then they would go and present that in front of the church. And so on the way there, my husband and I are chatting, what are we going to give over the next two years? And we came up with this number. It would require us to just make different decisions, not have as many vacations or if we got my family owned a business, if we got a bonus through that business, then we would put it toward this. So it wasn't doable. And we went to this meeting and my pastor spoke. And this was when we were living in Virginia and he shared about just reaching people far from God and helping them come alive by knowing him. My palms sweat right now just telling you the story, but my heart just started racing. And I felt like God was saying we should double what we had committed to get. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's right, Heather. Because I was like, we maybe sort of can kind of do the what we committed to, but we surely cannot. Absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, we could not give that much. To double it, to get over six figures, it was way outside of anything we could have fathomed. And to get a good Christian, I just made a deal with God right there. <laughs> and I just said, hey, Lord, we just discussed the amount right before we came in. There's no reason that Jonathan should ask me. But if this is not emotional and this is from you, then he needs to ask me, what do I think? Or he needs to ask me about it because I don't want to make an emotional decision. I don't want to lead us astray. And knowing kind of in my mind that he's not going to ask me because literally we just said the number as we were walking into this meeting. And so Jonathan started filling out the card. Yeah, maybe he started filling out the card and he got to the little place where you fill out the number and he looked over at me and he said, hey, what do you think? And I just started bawling. And he was like, what's wrong? What's wrong? What do you think? I said, I think we're supposed to double it. And he goes, me too. He writes down this number that is just crazy. I mean, we'll require both of us to work overtime, which we don't want to do. We want to be with our kids. But through the police department and through nursing, you can always pick up overtime. And we're like, oh my gosh. I mean, I was sobbing. One of the pastors of the church later came up and he's like, it was so sweet to just see how excited and how overwhelmed you were to give. And I go, no, 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 I'm not excited. I'm not excited. I am overwhelmed because I have no idea how God's going to do this. I just have no idea. And then we started, that was in January. And then we started giving and Jonathan and I were on opposite Fridays paying bill or getting paid. And so every time we get paid, I would just be like, we have $57 to go to the grocery store and after we paid everything and paid more commitment. And he was like, it's okay. It's okay. We could do it. God said to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to trust him. And then the next Friday we'd get paid and he'd say, oh my gosh, how are we going to do this? I'd be like, it's okay. God said, <laughs> obedience brings blessing. And so we did that January, February, March, April. And so when I called my friend because I needed skincare products because my blotchy skin, because I come from the generation where we thought it was cool to lay out in the sun with no sunscreen. And she said to me, have you thought of doing this something like this as a business? I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> but as I started over 24 hours looking at the business, and then I just felt like God was saying, this is going to be a way, not the way. I mean, sure. I really hoped to make $500 a month. That was my goal. $1,000 a month, I thought I'll be like, I'll do cartwheels. That'll be crazy. But $500 a month would be great. But that, then we can use that toward this crazy commitment that we make our church. And God just flew out the doors. And I love that he just reminds us that he doesn't need our money. He just needs our obedience. And so that's really, 
I think what allowed me to even be open to looking at a business like this was just the idea of, okay, we can help pay that. And then if we can make just $500, then maybe I can take my kids in bed one more night and not have to work at past at all. Oh my gosh, that story. And I remember you telling me a little bit about that the first time we chatted on Instagram about how you essentially founded your business, your marketing business on giving back to the Lord. And of course, he's going to show up and bless that. And so it's amazing, first of all, to, to see how your obedience, like you said, resulted in that blessing in that season. And I'm sure you guys were able to make that commitment just as you were called to do, right? Oh yeah, our last, so we did that over a year and a half and our last check that I wrote to them was $32,000. That's crazy. crazy. I mean, we had to be in a word, but he gave us the avenue to do it. And man, it's allowed us in our business to continue to be obedient. When he says, do this or do this or do this, instead of us thinking, gosh, I sure would like to build my dream house. (laughs) God's like, no, not quite yet. We have a couple more things to do. It allowed us to be obedient because we know the blessing of obedience. Oh, amen to that. Well, obviously, I know you were busy working mama for little kids, right? At that time, they were, what, toddler? Two, yeah, two, three. Eight. Oh, and that's a tough age. We just got back from beach vacation. My nieces and nephews, and I was like, okay, this is a lot. Uh, I definitely don't know how mamas do it with four plus kids because there were five kids and it was a lot. Anyway. So you're obviously incredibly busy and it can be really overwhelming, I know, to hear all the noise around you. How did you quiet your mind to be able to hear and trust the Lord? Do you have a way to kind of still yourself like you start in the day like the presence of the Lord? Yeah. I mean, I, every single morning, just get up and spend time, a little bit of time in worship and just in his word. And so he can just speak through me with whatever I'm reading that morning. And then I have a group that's just crazy. So I do all that. I usually get up about 4.30, do all that. Mm-hmm. And then at six, I meet with the other people on Zoom. And this last year we've read through the Bible and it's just an amazing group because we just bounce things off of one another and just keep our focus on what really truly matters. So I think absolutely spending time with them, spending time in community. I mean, I was just thinking before this podcast and we were praying and I was like, Lord, thank you so much. Thank you for giving me another friend that desperately wants to hear your voice. So I think the more you strive for that, then God just continues to surround you with people that are like that. And it helps through the hard times because they're not always good. Yeah, you're exactly right. And your virtual group, are they in business as well? Or is it from your church? A couple of years ago, I had a retreat at our land on our 100 acres because I wanted my team to see what this business can build. And we have built the dog kennel. It's called Pet Commander Kennels and it employs special needs. Oh, Andy. And then we built a haven house, which is a five bedroom, five bath house that is a safe haven for women that have been abused. And so I wanted them to see, like, this is what this business can do and what you can do. And I tell our team all the time, it can pay your bills. It can pay off school loans. It can pay for a great little beach education. It can do all those things. But don't forget that it also can fulfill that passion that God has put in your heart. And we all have different ones, right? I love T.D. Jakes. Jonathan, my husband always quotes T.D. Jakes. It says, if you can't figure out your purpose, figure out your passion, because your passion will lead you to your purpose. And I challenge my team all the time, hey, figure out what your purpose is. I mean, there's tons of people. I won't name them because it's sad 
actors and actresses and entrepreneurs that are very wealthy that have made bazillions of dollars that kill themselves. So this whole money thing is not the end all be all. It is truly when you find your calling and then it brings a whole new life into that business because you're doing it for something so much greater. I mean, I know Bob talks about that so much, but this business, this journey has just been nothing short of just God. I mean, he shows up day after day. Oh my gosh. Well, I know you've already shared a couple of little tidbits of stories, but specifically in your business, can you think of a time of either testing or trial? Because obviously eight years in the business, you've seen it all. You've seen ups and downs and everything is kind of cyclical in any type of business and certainly in direct sales. But is there a time of kind of testing or trial that you can think of where you knew the Lord was in it with you, even if it was hard? Yeah, I think a couple of different things come to mind, but I think Rodina Fields for a couple year and a half, they had a new title called Legacy. And I had hit that title once, but so desperately wanted to mm-hmm. you know, that title that really learned and realized that wasn't fulfilling. It's the end all be all for me. What's fulfilling to me is when I bring someone in and help them just earn $500 to $1,000 because I can help them do that. And that's life changing. And so I really had to redesign and align my goals to realize that no title, no amount of money, none of that's going to be satisfying to me. What's going to be satisfying is when I can look across my front line and know that I've helped to change lives, which allows a mom to stay home or allows a mom to pay for her kids to do travel summer or whatever, a single person to kind of personal development, find themselves or whatever the thing is. So. I think that any time that we try to reach for something and don't hit it, we think it's a failure. And the truth is that the success is in the journey, right? We learn that. So, yeah, that's a great example. And I know a lot of people can relate to that because in this business model, there are a lot of kind of destination focused opportunities, if you will, whether it's a car or a rank or something like that. But ultimately, those, just like you said, they're not what brings you fulfillment They're not what brings you that joy and happiness. Because again, you've got millionaires and famous people left and right who almost can't get enough cars to fill a garage, right? And that's not bringing them joy and happiness. But when you can help and shift your purpose on how you can serve others. And I love that the amount that you said that 500 to 1,000 is exactly what you wanted. You never dreamed or intended to build the type of business and income that you have from your business. And that's what most people want. They just want something for themselves. A lot of people, I think, really want the community aspect of it. You know, a lot of moms feel, can be very lonely. I know <laughs> to feel like you are just talking to a bunch of little people, right? All day and so to be connected to other driven-minded leaders who are also different from you, I think is really important and really, really special. So I love that, that he's allowed that for you. Well, who would you say, and I know we've kind of talked a little bit about this, are some God-centered mentors that you look up to in the business, either they can be in your company or network marketing or completely outside of it. Well, I have a lot. I mean, what else? (laughs) Okay. But I mean, I have one old lady that I meet with periodically. She's named Kathy and she's 80 something and she's just precious. She just reminds me, comment or tell your husband three things each day that you love about him. I mean, just all that, you know, make sure you spend time with your kids, serve God. At one time I was telling her about business stuff and I was like, feeling overwhelmed, like I'm not getting everything done. And she said, well, what are your goals? And so I was like, well, reach out to this many people that did all the different things I wanted to do. And she said, well, why don't you just try to touch base with one person and see how you could serve up? And I'm like, mm, great idea. <laughs> oh, wow. 
<laughs> yeah, just a great reminder. But I think when I think of someone that's changed my life, changed my faith, I think that person is Robert Morris. And he is a pastor out of Gateway Church in Dallas, Texas. He's also been the pastor for some of our presidents. He's an amazing man. And he wrote a book called The God I Never Knew. And it was about the Holy Spirit. And I grew up in a Baptist church. We did not talk about the Holy Spirit because he was weird. And I love what Robert Morris says in his book. He's like, the Holy Spirit is not weird. People are weird. (laughs) No, the Holy Spirit is just God's spirit. And we refer to, he said, I wish that we would have given it a different name, like Tom. Jim, because I to your heart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's so funny, but he just said that the reason it's the Holy Spirit because it's God's Spirit, so it's holy. And he just opened my mind to knowing the Holy Spirit as a person and having a relationship. I grew up in a church that we always said, ask Jesus into your heart. And really, Jesus sits at the right hand of God the Father in heaven. And it's the Holy Spirit that's with us every single day that helps us hear what he wants us to do, impact the lives that we want to impact, all those kind of things. So I definitely, I would have to say Robert Morris. And he has amazing sermons. So check them all out on gateway.com's little site, but just an incredible man. Wow. I'm not sure that I've ever heard any of his stuff. So I can't wait to listen because mm-hmm. it's just such a reminder. I think anytime you can kind of simplify the gospel or really, well, like you said, when you gave your life to Christ back when you were a little, it's really simple. It doesn't have to be this grand, complicated thing. It's really just putting your trust and faith in him and believing and the resurrection and inviting him into your heart. Like you said, Jim. So I love that. I think that really is amazing. Well, what about any maybe tools or resources? Like do you use the planner or anything like that that you have found to be beneficial specific to your business? I think that the thing that I found beneficial, I joined this business I was given the challenge to reach out to 200 people and talk to them about what kind of skincare they were using. And I'm kind of an all or nothing kind of girl. (laughs) So I did that in like the first three days. And so I think what I've learned in this business, the tool that I've learned is that it's not about doing all the things really, really compact. It's about doing a little bit every single day. And that's also what gives you the freedom instead of just, sitting down and sending out message after message or trying to touch base with people or meeting people or connecting with them. Again, we talked about this before, but not even to sell skincare because that's not my goal. My goal is to serve them. And I mean, they might need skincare, they might need a business or they might need to hear one of your podcasts. And I better be shooting that over to them so that can encourage them or they might need to know where the local Mexican food restaurant is. But just learning to do that a little bit every single day. I mean, I I believe that's why we were created for connection. And I think that's the thing that's changed my business is realizing that it's not doing all the stuff just head on all the time. It's about consistently, authentically, genuinely with your heart doing it every day a little bit. Uh, Man, if that's not business gold right there, I don't know what (laughs) is. And I guarantee you that is why that you've been able to have the success. Of course, the Lord has equipped you with all of it along the way, but you just obediently trust him with what he gives you each day, whether that's one person, whether that's three people, or like you said at the beginning, going in all in with 230 days, that's a lot. So I just love hearing and learning more about your story of business. And it's no doubt listening to 
the ways that you've been faithful to him, that he has just showed up in so many ways for you. Do you have anything else that you want to share? Anything else that comes to mind that you want to share with us? Well, this business, it's not easy, but we're not digging ditches. When most direct sales (laughs) haven't found the one that's digging ditches. So consistently, but it's been such blessing. I mean, it's provided for Andy, my special needs one. It provided a business that wanted to give her a safe place to work. It provided for my other two because they taught us how important it was to have a haven, to have a safe haven for people. And so that led us to building the home that we built. And then for my 26-year-old, which I haven't talked about a whole lot, you just had a guest on that actually shared about addiction. And my 26-year-old in 2018, I was actually speaking out in Phoenix, Arizona with several other doctors about Rodenafields from stage. And right before I went on, I found out that he was in the ER and his blood alcohol was 0.23. And so just devastating, not having any idea that was going on with him. And then being on that journey with him, but being able to say to him, hey, do you want to go to rehab? And for him to put his little head down and say, yeah, yeah I, I can't do it. I've tried and I can't do it. And to be able to write a $25,000 check, I mean, I would have done, wrote in a field a million over to be able to make that decision right there. So I think one of the things that I would say is that you never know. People always join a direct sales business and they think, well, I don't know what it's going to do for me. I don't know about me. I don't know about me. And I would just challenge you, Stop thinking about what it's going to do for you. Maybe your one yes is going to provide something that's life-changing for somebody else, whether it's your kids, like it has for me, or whether it's other friends or whatever. It's not always about us. It's about what our yes can do for all the other people that can be impacted. Oh my gosh, what an amazing reminder. And I always love to just remind myself that God's math is not like our math, right? And he can and will provide and something that seems daunting on the front end or while you're going through it. And I know Kelly, that you mentioned Kelly Nordfell. It's actually today. It's her birthday, uh, <laughs> which is exciting. I haven't gotten space about that one either, but that was super. And I should say, I mean, Elijah has a trust, my oldest. And so he ended up getting money out of the trust and paying for it himself. Oh, wow. To, yeah, which was such an ownership thing for him. But yeah. Him not have money be the reason why he couldn't go to rehab, man, what, a, right. what an amazing thing. So. Oh, gosh. Well, Charity, I'm so thankful for you taking the time to just so beautifully share all of the goodness. And I know there's so much more <laughs> to it. And I can't wait to get to know you more and be a part of this journey with you and link arms. And I know that it, so many have been inspired by what you said today. So where can they find you to learn a little bit more about you and follow your Instagram? It's just Jody Watkins, super easy. And on Facebook, it's a little harder because my husband and I share Facebook. So it's Jonathan Jody Watkins on Facebook. And so that's where we are. We have our little websites for our little businesses, but nothing that's really my little website. It's all all the things we're doing. So anyway, thank you so much. Such a blessing. And and I am so excited to see the 357th episode one day. Like not as red. Oh my gosh. I can't wait for that too. And I just love that that you've been a part of it from literally the beginning. So thank you so much again for your time today and for your encouragement for me and for this podcast and for continuing to share. It just means the world and how cool that now you get to share your story with a lot of people on your team who might not have heard it. And of course, impact people way beyond that as well. So thank you again, Jody. I'm so thankful. 
I'm so grateful for your time with me today. Feel free to check out heatherkburge.com for all the scoop on all the things. Also, I've got a huge favor. If you found any value from today's episode, would you mind leaving me a quick review? Or even better, share with a friend by clicking those three little dots at the bottom of your screen. Sending you big hugs.